to the Crow's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Char. Hi, I'm Miley. I'm Sophia. I'm Fo. Hi, it's Nell. Hi, I'm Anna. Hi, I'm Nanny. And in today's episode, we will be discussing The Secret History by Donna Tartt and dedicating it to Shadow and Bone actor Freddie Carter. Please be aware, this episode contains the secret history spoilers of book one and some Shadow and Bone spoilers. So guys, tell me, what, who are your most favorite characters from the secret history so far? Francis. Francis? <laughs> who else? Come on. Give me characters. <laughs> tell, okay, tell me your least favorite characters then. Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> so true. He's just so mean. Like, there's, there's no reason this man has to be so mean and against like everything in the world. Like, oh my God, he just like, I don't know. I just, I just don't like him. He rubs me the wrong way. He has a lot of negative energy about him. He does. I completely agree. That's probably the reason he died, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> Coma. Is it me or is secret history, secret history very much alike Dead Poet Society? With the things they interact with, like with their um, classes, you know, their friend groups. What do you guys? I saw it as like Dead Poet Society and Marauders kind of mixed in a way. That's how I saw it. But yeah, it's also, that, that's exactly how I saw it. I feel like it's also like, like we need to separate it from the two because mm-hmm. it is its own story. It just has that sort of dark academia mm-hmm. vibe to it, like the boarding school and the group of friends mm-hmm. that get into trouble. <laughs> I truly love the writing. I think she has a way of just capturing the reader's attention or what did you think do you think the writing was easy like for it to um attain your attention or are you more so nah that wasn't my thing i really enjoy her writing um i also read the goldfinch a couple of years ago and i loved that story so i was very excited to read this one as well um the writing is a little bit different because the goldfinch was released a lot later than um the secret history but so, like her writing has improved but it's also like you can tell it's the same author <laughs> oh yes it's really good too i actually like dora's writing and i saw the movie on cinemas i mean the goldfinch and i think that she has really an interesting um style and like her writing is really uh it has its own character and you can see herself through her books mm-hmm. so for most of us, since we have completed book one, what do you hope to see in book two? Or basically, if there's something you saw that you didn't like, what would you hope that if you were to write the story, what would you basically remove from it? What I, what I most liked about book one, and I think I'm a bit advanced than most of you because I'm already on page 400. I didn't wait for anyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> because I'm curious. <laughs> I'm just curious about Bunny's murder. It, it is an nice spoiler, okay? It is in the first page. So I was really curious about it. So I started reading, like, what's going to happen next? And I'm not going to say it because it's going to be a spoiler. But anyway, I'm, I'm excited to see what book two will bring to us after his death. Book one basically just, like, ended with, like, the confrontation of, like, Bunny just being there and then Henry walking up to him. So I'm like... What did Henry do? Like, like literally the last like shot is just Henry walking into Bunny. So I'm like, what happened? I want to know. <laughs> I, I held myself. I have not read at all like for the past that, but I just want to know like what's going to happen with that. Cause I mean, they were planning 
right then and there to kill Bunny. Mm-hmm. But Bunny was there. So I'm like, did Bunny hear all this? Like, what happened? I just want to, I want to, I want to know what happens with that scene and where it takes them. Because we saw so much of the book left. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, what's, what's the rest of this is that's going to go on? Like, is Bunny, because I know Bunny dies. Does he die through this? Does he die through a different way? That kind of thing. I think that yeah. does translate really well to television. Mm-hmm. Like, episode. So many people basically say that Richard is a very unreliable and messy narrator. What do you guys think about that? Do you think this could actually be made into a film? I think he's very um, unreliable because he's like in a mode of these guys, so of, of their other kids. So I think like he he wants to believe they're the best people ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's there's some of it mm-hmm. on, on the way he tells the story. I don't like Richard, to be honest. I think he's completely irrelevant. Not irrelevant because he's the teacher, so he's not irrelevant, but he's boring. And I think the others are much have a much bigger part in this than him, like Henry. Yeah, I agree with you on this one. I think that uh, even though he's the narrator, he's like a pretty neutral, like gray character. Uh, but I don't know, I, I quite like uh, his personality. I think that Richard is definitely a very unreliable narrator. I think he kind of reminds me of Nick Carraway in that way, where he's so, like, um, what's the right word? Like, infatuated with, yeah. with the other characters. Like, the same way that Nick Carraway was just, like, like in awe of Jay Gatsby. And I can see the bad in him. Yeah, there's like, like Nick didn't see all the bad things that Gatsby was doing the same way that Richard just like refuses to see the bad things in the other characters. I completely agree. And since we're on the topic of film adaptations, what do you think Freddie Carter would be an amazing director for The Secret History? Of course, hundred percent. Yeah, because like I can totally see him like well developing out the characters because he does such a good job with Kaz, and like any other characters played that I've seen, he just like he's able to like flush them out really nicely. So I feel like something with this, we have like the un like the unreliable narrator. He can still flush out these characters with what he's given. So I totally think he'll be able to knock out of the water and do an amazing job with it. I think that as a reader, he would do an amazing job just because uh, he knows about the characters and stuff and like he, he has a, uh, okay. So he has a, a certain way to picture them. Uh, I think Shar talked about it on the meet and greet today. Shar, uh, yeah. did he mention anything about uh, certain characterizations of his? Okay, so he mentioned the secret history three times. This now his whole chest answered it three times. I was like, okay, so he really loves it. But he didn't mention anything about like his favorite characters. He just mentioned that he loves it so much and he would definitely love to be a director for it. Well, he's lucky we're doing an episode of this. Yeah. Freddie, if you're watching or listening to this, this is your sign to go yeah. and to be in her book. Come through. Exactly. Exactly. Do you guys think it would be better as a film or as a series? I personally think series. Um, I with think- a- I think series, series. Is the book is very large, 
and there's a lot that happens. I don't think it'll be captured like all of it into one film. So I think as a series and it's broken down into multiple episodes, it'd be much easier to um, capture rather than as one whole film. I always don't like uh, film adaptations. I really prefer shows because you can't really tell the story in a matter of two and two and a half hours. Uh, so this is why I'm really, I would rather prefer so. I'm really happy that the, like, in the film and television industry, people are leaning more towards adapting books into shows now instead of the films because people are unhappy that they cut so much out of them. Like in the Harry Potter movies, for example, they cut so much out of the fifth movie. Like that's that's the longest book, but it's the shortest That's what movie. I wanted to mention. It shouldn't be the shortest movie, but they felt like they had to cut all that out because it didn't make sense for the time limit that they have for a film. Um, and with a book like this, you need all of that detail to really understand the characters and understand the story. Yeah, I think that Harry Potter really had the drawback in the movies because especially in Order of the Phoenix and Half-Broad Prince, there were a lot of stuff missing out. Like if you only saw the movies uh, and you wanted to talk about it, you wouldn't understand at least half of it. So I really like that people on the film filming industry are uh, understanding and they know that we need more uh, time to see it on screen. Since we are on the topic of basically Freddie being a director, let's picture this scenario. He's not a director, he's an actor and he's casted in the secret history. Which character do you think he will play and why? I can see him as Henry. Yeah. You or can. Charles. Mm -hmm. I can see that too. I don't know how, I just can. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a cast breaker thing. I don't know, we just fits him. But also, I think that he might lean towards um, casting people that were, are a little bit younger than him because he'd probably be the type of person to want to cast like people with accurate ages mm -hmm. to the story. So maybe he'd play more of a minor character and then just direct more because that would give him more time to be a good director and not have to worry about working you on play Julian, the professor. Yeah, wait, isn't that the teacher, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Is, is the teacher? yeah, he could do that. Shall we move on to sound questions? Awesome, let's go. Question one, what was your initial opinion on Bunny? Did it change over time? At first, I really liked him. I thought he was like this charming boy. And I was actually sad when I found out that he was the one who died. Um, but then eventually when I got to meet him, like when I saw that he was blackmailing everyone and that he took money out of everyone, it turned more, more annoying than, than anything. So yeah, it did change. I loved him. Well, maybe not love him, but I really liked him at first. And then I ended up hating him. Yes, I completely agree. At first I was like, okay, I think he has like a story, like he's very misunderstood. But then as you mentioned that he started blackmailing people, he started doing all these cool things towards people like he cares for. I'm just like, yeah, I don't I don't think this is the character to stand for. Yeah, I second that. Emily joining us. Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right, We're together. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> ah, icons. 
Oh my god, you guys met. That's so cute. For context for anyone who's just listening, so Sophia and I finally got to meet. So we're right now doing the podcast in person with each other. <laughs> very exciting. Literally can't believe you're right next to each other. Oh my god. We're very excited about them. The question uh, we were talking about Bonnie. on Bonnie, and did it change over time? Oh yeah. At the beginning, it was like, mm, I think he's nice. And then, like, page 200 or something, he started to be, like, a real <laughs> And I, I just wanted them to kill him already. I'm sorry. Good thing he's dead. Exactly. Next question. Would you be a part of Richard's friend group? Why or why not? No. <laughs> I don't want to be in, like, the like, sense of, like, I don't, I don't want to get caught up in their motive. Like, I'm sorry, those kids are sketchy things. I my gratitude self could never. So yeah, I I'd say no. There's good type of people, people who I avoid. <laughs> I feel like I would like want to be in the group, but they wouldn't let me in. Mm-hmm. Like I'd I'd be the person that's like, but but can I please join you? And then they're like, no, because they're so close. And then and then I'd, you know, like I'd be like, okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what really is going on there. I just know that they're a friend group that's mm-hmm. together all the time. Oh my yeah. God, it's like Dead Poet Society. <laughs> yeah, that was what I didn't say. So I would like to be in the friend group, but I would feel left out a bit. Like if I came in the middle of it, they are already like brothers. And like they're like a family, so I would be the awkward friend that they don't want to leave out, but still don't aren't really close. So I would do my own thing. If it hasn't been disclosed yet, what do you think Bunny's cause of death was, and who do you think did it? Probably Henry was the one who did it. That's my bet. Mm, I, I agree. Feel I feel that too. I'm I'm but- feeling like Henry. Uh, did because Bonnie was blackmailing everyone, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Tom, just me thinking that. So I'm going to move on to the last question, and we can wrap the secret history up and move on to shadow book. How do you think the book is going to end? I think that the last part of it might be Bonnie's death, even though, or like them getting the consequences of Bonnie's death because otherwise I don't like I don't know how they move on from that I think coming full circle like starting the book talking about it and ending it talking about it would probably be the best option in my opinion (laughs) yeah I think Honestly, I think there's going to be a tragic death and somehow something is going to separate all of them. I might be wrong, but that's what I feel. I feel like they're all just going to drift apart and be like, okay, this is something we're never going to revisit or talk about again. It's going to become like basically traumatic in a sense for them. I don't know. That's what I feel. What do you think? I feel it can be like like, like in the future. So like the book ends with like 10 years in the future kind of deal. Um, Like like when those seem like movies and then you see them, I don't know, like, they see each other like across the street or something like that. Some cinematic scene such as that. Um, and just kind of just this, like shared look of like, we know what happened. Doesn't, we won't speak of it, but we share that. 
I agree with Miley on this one. I was thinking about a union, like a parallel thingy. That's the end of our secret history. And once we are book two done, then we can elaborate more and talk about it. Um, Shadow and Bone. On Twitter, it's been full-on raging war as people have been discussing whether Robert Wilde is our Nikolai Lanza. Yes, yes, please, yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. He literally looks exactly like him. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, most of the Nikolai castings I've been fine with. So, like, if Robert ends up being, like, Nikolai, I won't mind. The one thing I kind of did wish was that Twitter was, like, I think some people were really tied to one of the fan castings. A lot of them, I think, were Evan Roderick ones. I love Evan Roderick. He'd be perfect as Nikolai, too. Um, but I think because of that, like, people try to find flaws in Robo. I'm not going to speak for any, like any on anyone's behalf, but um, I just think some people are really quick to call him like an a-hole or stuff like that because of the video that I saw circling around. I wanted to check for myself because I absolutely love Nikolai's character and I didn't want him to be played by an actor who is going to be rude. So I did my own research into it and I found out that video is actually just him acting. That's a video that he did, I don't know with who, but it was him acting and that wasn't actually how he acts in real life. Hopefully, <laughs> of course, but he, I mean, he seems, he seems like a nice guy. So yeah, I just, I just wish people who wouldn't like speak before doing the research kind of deal for any of the castings and that they also, that fans are nice to have his castings as Nikolai, um, as long as the actors are problematic. But um, yeah, just like be kind to whoever is casted because the character is not going to be easy to play. Nikolai is a complex character but hopefully the actor does some justice. I mean, um, there's no one problematic person on this planet. So I feel like he has such a very wild charm and funny side to him that I think he would do Nikolai justice. I agree. And I think uh, Twitter cancel people like really easy and really fast. And people shouldn't do that. They should do their research first. And you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted to talk about. Twitter is really a toxic app and they're really quick to judge. The other day, uh, Alora put on a tweet uh, and she said she wanted to shoot Freddie Carter. Like, she meant photographing, okay? But everyone was just so quick to judge her. Props to Alora. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm really, I'm really wanting to, to see what Netflix says because I really don't trust them. <laughs> so, Netflix, please tell us who it is. I, I just know that no matter who they cast, there's going to be like some like Twitter war over it. Like, is he a good cast? Or maybe she, I would love to see a female Nikolai or Wyland. For, no, not Wyland because I need my gay babies. Um, <laughs> Because of like his stupid face, I need that. Yes. And then, no, not just goals thing. We need that line too. Yeah. I just hope people don't attack the actor until we actually see them play the character. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna judge the actor until I actually see him play Nikolai. And if he does justice to the character, great. I ain't not going to mind. If he doesn't, oh, <laughs> she doesn't. Um. Well, I'm just gonna say silent. <laughs> don't want them to be judged before we see their I don't know skills because uh, I don't know people are really quick to judge I always said before because uh, I've witnessed it live after the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier everyone was so quick to attack uh, the, the person who played the 
the substitute of Captain America. We don't want anyone to be judged until we know it's for a reason. Like people definitely need to learn how to separate the characters from the actors. The guy playing John Walker was just playing a part. He wasn't, he's not like that in real life. He's just doing his job. Like, have you not met Ben Bones? I don't think Ben Bones is going to manipulate a girl or go and kill a bunch of people last I checked. Ben is a very sweet man. So yeah, people really just need to separate actor from character and just not combine the two because that's messy. Do you want to discuss probably today's meeting with Freddie? Oh, all of those people are so lucky. I think I'm lucky because I got to meet Sophia today. So I'm saying I say I'm the lucky one. She is. Aw, you guys are adorable. Sean, what how was it for you meeting Freddie? So X, oh my god, my lord. Did he remember you? I didn't get a chance to talk to him because he oh. didn't let any of us talk to him. But um I, I think experience-wise, it was it was really amazing as he spilled a lot of tea. And one of that something that shocked me the most that he said is that he doesn't know what Percy Jackson is. One of the co-hosts asked him, he's like, who would win in a fight, Percy Jackson or Paris Brecker? And he's like, I don't know who Percy Jackson, I don't know what that is. I'm not familiar with the books or films, but I think Paris Brecker would win. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, literally, it's like talking about the most in the book community. He's, he's not that old. I know. He's like millennial. <laughs> no, it's millennial. He, he's okay to not know, but still it's like common knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's so oblivious. Well, I, mean, I didn't know who Percy no. Jackson was until last year. So, no, yeah. I've always known about Percy Jackson when I got into book series like Harry Potter, Percy Jackson. They're two things, okay? But it's really adorable of him to not know. I don't know. Um, it's just fine. Not in my meet and greet, but in someone else's. He mentioned how he really wants to do the Kinetic bathroom scene. And I'm fangirling over that. I'm like, oh my god, I have to see that. I will die when that happens. <laughs> no, because like whenever he like recoiled after touching her, like I will start crying. So do we have any Marvel fans here? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. So I'm coming through for you guys. Freddie. Ah! Yeah, somebody asked Freddie what his favorite Marvel film is, and he said it's Ant-Man. As you should. Oh, man. Facts. Facts. Oh, basically, I just it's love. Not Thor Ragnarok? What is this? Josh, you. Hey, hey, no, no. No Scott Lang slander. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good movie. Oh, my God. I'm so underrated. Yes. Facts. <laughs> no, I love Thor Ragnarok. It's just so funny. I like uh, Captain America, uh, but not the first Avenger, the Winter Soldier uh doctor strange i like okay even though it's super 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 sad i loved that game because i got to see it on on the cinemas hold on miley, so miley, miley did you what? like i mean as a movie it was good but the pain is not worth it so i will not watch that movie on a movie no i agree with you but like it was the only marvel film i got to experience on the theaters and like remember I don't know, I just really love it. Whenever everybody started showing up at that last battle and like everybody stood up and clapped, that is like probably 
top 15 highlights of my life. Like the I feeling guess- that I felt there, that was amazing. The whole cinema went silent. I got little goosebumps, like my, my hair was up. I can, I will never uh, forget it. It was phenomenal. I don't like Endgame. As a Loki stand, right. I was like, he right. has to show up in this movie. Infinity War hurt for me because I was like, Same. Oh, Loki's gonna be fine. He's a, he's a god. Yeah. He dies. He's gonna be fine. You know, something interesting that Freddie mentioned today is that if he could play any Shadow and Bone character, he would choose to play the Darkling. Are we yes. Are we against it? No, no. I'm, I'm really, I'm really interested. Yes, in I'm very much against that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I saw also um, that Netflix after party thing he did. Uh, he said that I would like to play the Darkling just because it looked great in black. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I agree, but Ben Barnes really has a special place in my heart. Simon also said that he wanted to play the Darkling if he could play a different character. I think that people That's are just really fascinated cool. by the, like, by that character and the complexity of him. Mm-hmm. I think Archie would also be a good Darkling. Archie I'm would just be a good I remember there were rumors that he was going to be the one to play the Darkling. I heard the rumor. Did anyone get that reference? I understood that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love you, Rook. So as the questions kept on piling up and I started answering through some of them, something that actually caught my attention was if one of the co-hosts asked Bradley if he could live anywhere in the Grishogrus, where would it be? And I was expecting Ketterdam to be his answer. Well, you know, he shocked us all and he said, uh, no reason, you know, where Jesper is from. And he said, because of the sunshine. And I'm here thinking like, is Freddie here hinting like Taz Brecker farm boy era? Is he hinting? Is he hinting that? No, I genuinely believe he belongs in Ketterdam. I do think that we are not separating the actor from the character right now. <laughs> um, I think Freddie would love to be in the sunshiny farmer place but Kaz would not <laughs> didn't Freddie say he wanted to be a sun summoner like I remember like that, that was yeah, like an interview where like yeah. he's asked yeah. like if you want to like like yeah choose between like like it's like something dog and something in the sun he said sun summoner so yeah I could totally see it also Freddie's just like a sunshine kind of person so yeah Freddie and, Freddie and Kaz are very different people I can you on this one he literally is the ray of sunshine as you are as everyone else is uh, but I can also picture him on uh, West Raka. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I can see that, too. Um, so, besides Freddy, we know Kit is doing a new project for Netflix called The School for Good and Evil, I believe. Have you guys, have any of you read the book yet? And if not, do you plan on reading it? So, it's The School for Good and Evil. I used to read these books in, like, elementary school. I'm currently rereading the first one just because I wanted to be ready for the movie when it does come out. I'm very excited. I'm really happy with his casting. Mm-hmm. Um, the casting of one of the main guys, ugh, his name is slipping me right now. What is it? I'm not usually, <laughs> I didn't mean to read the books. I'm not going to be much help, but I don't remember. But. Like, I'm not, I'm not as happy with that one because he's very different from what I pictured. I can't, what is his name? Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, I'm very happy with Kit's casting 
and I'm really excited for this project to happen. Since we have so many of the Shadow and Bone stars like Freddy, Kick, landing all these projects, which project do you want to see Amita in? Tangled, live action. In a new uh, retelling of Pride and Prejudice. I think she'd be amazing in that. I wanted to see her in a period drama. I think she would be amazing in that. She was in an episode of my favorite show, personally, Doctor Who. And it. it was it was a period episode, I guess you could say. It took place during the partition of India. And she played um, one of the main characters, grandmothers, but like young. And she was getting married to someone who was from the other side of the country that once was cold, but then it was broken. And she did really well in that episode. It's one of my favorites. And yeah, she does really well in period pieces, I think. So if Shadow and Bone could do a crossover with any show, what show would you want to see? For me, it's Peaky Blinders because it has to do with games, heists, action, and I really would love to see that. And oh Freddie today was Olympic on Netflix. I just released. If I had to pick one, I'd say Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. just because I think like 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 the powers and all that and that that that, that kind of like dynamic would be really interesting to see. Also, because I want to see like the banter between like Fives and like Kaz Greco. If we get like Nikolai next season, mm-hmm. the banter between Fives and Nikolai that'd be funny. Oh um, my god. Uh, Yes, free rain. Yeah, of that. Free rain. Pin and Kaz just looking at each other like the Spider-Man meme. I love that. Klaus and Jesper. Oh my god, wait. Klaus and Jesper! Oh my god! Oh my god! Best friends. That'd be iconic. (laughs) That would be a really a moment. Moment. And like and like Klaus stopping Jesper from gambling and uh, Jesper stopping Klaus from drinking. I feel like Jesper would, would like, be so like intrigued hello. by like Ben, like 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 Jesper would be so intrigued by the fact that like Klaus has this ghost mm-hmm. with him, which is like Ben. That would be so cool. Yeah, I want to see that crossover. That'd be cool. Miley, you genius! I can do this. <laughs> it could be each other's sponsors. Yes. The secret talent the crows would have. So Freddie's answer today was Kaz would be able to sew. You know, for um, whenever he get a wound or anything, because in order, considering his brutal fights, he know how to stitch something up. I think Jesper would be really good at um, juggling. I was gonna say that. I was literally just thinking that right now. I was like, wait, Jesper yeah. juggling? Just I can see it because he does the thingy with the guns. I think that he could just pull out some oranges at a party and just go I think that he would love to do like ribbon twirling you know you know like (laughs) he would love that I think one of them would be really good at painting Anej I was gonna say that we keep having moments no I was literally thinking like five like five seconds ago Anej would be good at painting I can totally see it and one of them would be good at drawing Matthias would be into pottery and Nina would be into uh i want to say shoeing like really making clothes i don't know it just fits her 
I feel like on the download, Taz would be a good writer. Um, Ines, she would definitely know how to sew. I'm not sure if that's like disclosed on the um, series or anything like that. I think she'd be great. Yes, I agree. I think Matthias would be great at poetry. No, I feel Nina is very artistic, so she would know how to like paint or draw. I think that'd be great. Jesper, I don't know why, but I feel like Jesper's great at art trick for some reason. I feel like he would probably do that. And Wylan, Wylan just can do everything basically. He's just like our little smart boy. I think Wylan would like to knit. Yeah. And you know, you know how I know that? Because he told me himself and I also knit, so I think that he like, likes to knit too. That is canon. Which uh, Harry Potter house do you think the Shadow and Bone characters are in? Uh, Slytherin. As is a Ravenclaw. I know people would think he's a Slytherin, but I think he's a Ravenclaw. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. I can see it. The only <laughs> yeah, he's too clever. Uh, is Fedio uh, and Jenya. And like, I can picture the dog playing in both Gryffindor and Slytherin, but I'm not really sure. I'm just having a block. But Alina would for sure be on Ravenclaw. And who else am I missing? Most of the Grisha children would be, you know, on Ravenclaw because they're really smart, like really smart. I'm just going to say Nikolai is definitely a Slytherin because he is very ambitious. I love him for it. You know, I definitely see Nikolai as a Slytherin. If I do like a hybrid house, it's tough because he basically has like every house in him. But if I had to pick like hybrid, House, I'd say Ravenclaw just because he is incredibly small. It's so, probably a Gryffindor. Yeah, Mel's definitely Gryffindor. That was what I what I was gonna say. Like he's really stubborn and always sticks to the goal that he has, and like he protects his friends. I think an edge will be a, a Gryffindor because um, yeah, she's super brave, and like um, how do you say this? I'm bilingual too. Um. Like, you know, when she doesn't like to kill people because of her beliefs and her religion and stuff. But then when it when it comes to saving his um, her friends, um, she, she just does it, like, doesn't even hesitate or anything. So mm-hmm. I think she'd be a Gryffindor. Are you talking okay. about that scene where, like, Freddy was, uh, not Freddy, oh my God, Kaz. <laughs> Uh, like Kaz was uh, needed help and like she threw a knife and like boom. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about? Yeah, I agree. I see Wyland as a Hufflepuff. Yes, I see that too. I think Wyland's a Ravenclaw. I can see it. He's Same like thing. incredibly small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Wyland though? Sweet. Would he be in the same house as Jesper? I don't think so. Also, Wyland's a Virgo and us Virgos, we are very much organizes kind of like we like rely more on smarts more than anything so yeah i i i, I definitely agree i think rylan would be Vogo. i'm not Vogo, ravenclaw <laughs> what did you guys sort jesper into hufflepuff ravenclaw, ravenclaw? I, think I, hufflepuff. I feel like hufflepuff or ravenclaw jesper could go into yeah and for our last question ninth house basically leaves a novel it already got picked up so they're working on a tv show and we possibly hinted that there might be supposed part three. So, do you want to see that happen, or would you want to leave it at where she left it? I think six of crows three should be like 
less about the heist and more of like about the characters yes i really want to see like where they are now after development we have nina on king of scars yeah it is nice to see nina's story kind of continue on i just kind of hope that maybe like they come back together or something um Oh yeah, I mean exactly like when Nell said. I think they should focus more on the characters, their relationship stuff like that. Like I mean, they could even do it when Nina's doing her own thing. It doesn't have to be all the crows in there kind of deal, or it can be like separate here and there, and then maybe in the end they come all together or something like that. So basically, recently Elite did uh, some stories uh, about the relationship of certain uh, character, which was a, a spin-off to the series. It wasn't uh, in the same, uh, you know category uh so i would like to see them do like uh netflix stories like taj and ines like the darkling and alina and mall or, or something like that because uh it would really be like 15 minutes of each character and it would be really um helping us to understand them better but then again you like the whole thing isn't just about their relationships. I don't really want to see the relationship, mostly their character development, like how they behave. I think it'd be interesting if they did what they do in the books and have like episodes in the perspective of mm -hmm. each character. Yeah, just like kind of the books. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like, from like one would be from Kaz's perspective and like showing how he sees things and then the next one would be from like Jasper or something. I think that'd be very interesting to see. That concludes episode eight. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Crow's Corner and on Twitter at Crow's Corner. Once again, I'm your host, Sark. No mourners. No, no funerals. funerals.